0: Trinidad and to be Computer Society, podcast number two, August this 2005. At the Forest Hotel in Pakistan, we are going to be just talking about various local-related tech news and about some overseas tech news. With me are the regular uh, people from the PTCS Peter Lines: Mike, Nissan, Anil, Richard, Colin, Paul, Hi. I, and myself, Davidand. Okay, so. If the first thing we're going to talk about is the wind CD. The TTCS OpenWin CD is a CD of open-source software for Windows. Uh, for those who don't know what open-source software for Windows is...
1: Typically open-source software is quite simply software developed under a particular process that allows for transparency and full knowledge, which includes knowledge of the code. Um, basically it's characterized by four main factors. You can run the software for any purpose, anyone can run it. Second, you're allowed to study the software. This usually can involve a study of the source code if you so desire. also means you can redistribute the software to anyone you want. And finally, it also means you can make improvements to that software and release those improvements for other people to enjoy. That's it pretty much in a
0: nutshell. So what the TTCS did, we compiled a selection of open source software for the Windows platforms. So for Windows, here we're talking about Windows running under Windows 98 and up, 98, 2000, and uh, Windows uh, XP. I think there are uh, over 90 programs on the CD, and they're all organized into the following categories, desktop applications, educational applications, games, graphics, internet-based uh, app programs, server-based programs sound and video, and utilities.
2: It includes such great favorites as Mozilla, Firefox, yeah. and OpenOffice. some little-known ones like TuxFuck and little-known Gems. They're all good.
3: For those who don't know, Tux is the mascot of the Linux the, movement. He looks like a very happy, satisfied penguin in his original character form. Basically, he represents all that is good and satisfied about <laughs> open source. And in the show notes, we'll
1: yeah. put a nice link to the Tux variant that the Trinidad and Linux users group does. He's actually very cool. Nice little tucks and a red bearer sheets playing the pan. We put a link to him, a picture of him, in the show notes.
0: But what was also done wasn't just simply just putting all the programs on a CD. What we did, we uh, created a web-based interface for you to browse this, the, all of the programs on the CD. Each program and each program has a short description. Web links,
2: related links like uh, blogs, facts, additional libraries you may have to install, um, installation instructions, some of them. It's very well crafted, I must admit, making it easier for you just pop in that CD, and hopefully the, the web interface will pop up and just begin... It's Store- doing like Chris, and oh, you don't, yeah, don't have to worry, worry
3: about anything in terms of license agreements. If you have five computers, if you have one computer,
4: you've
1: got ten thousand computers.
4: If you, you have ten thousand computers, you can. can well, to be to be specific, they do have license agreements, but they are not as restrictive as most of the proprietary commercial. Uh,
1: it's based on copyright. Traditional forms of copyright tend to restrict usage. This form of copyright encourages usage yeah. and application. And, and, modification and
0: modification. How would you get this? In. You can get it by attending any of our regular meetings. and the cost of the CD, we made it, the CD available for $40 TT, so that's one way. The second way is, of course, by, by emailing us at admin at ttcsweb.org, and I'll try to work out a uh, method of getting the CD to That
2: being said, most of the software on the CD can also
0: be downloaded off the web. Okay, just to go get into why the CD came about, is because too often I found that people were downloading adware, first of all, to try to solve certain problems, and of course, getting their computers in such a state, which, you know, required, well, somebody to come and fix it for them and that kind of stuff and
2: also removing the offending piece of software
0: that's right so, and, and generally also I think also is that open source, when people think open source, they think Linux operating system, and, and, it's, not, and it's not associated with the Microsoft Windows platform. And so this is just to re, also to raise awareness, because tr- quite frankly, even I was surprised at the end, after compiling the CD, that the diversity and of applications available. If you wish to donate it, yeah. or or 700 megs of web space for us to. And
1: bandwidth, yeah, And, and bandwidth? bandwidth. We would gladly put it up on a mirror. Yes. Put it the ISO. But for now,
0: it's limited to who can reach the today. If you want to start the tour for the ISO,
5: yeah, we'll start with one seat. We only needed somebody with one seat.
0: Most likely we'll probably try to put, we'll put the ISO online for those listening overseas. But let's just uh, touch
2: on some of the uh, other software. We know about the Mozilla and the Firefox and Source. Yeah. but there may be some, like the LAMP project. I thought that was very interesting. True. Which yeah. is Apache, uh, My yeah. MySQL, databases, and uh, PHP language, which allows you to, if you are new to web development and databases, this is a great introduction. Mm-hmm. So it gives you all the tools to Manage databases, uh, create your website, and do it all on the Windows. You don't have to install Linux and uh, play with PHP. The documentation comes with it,
0: and a lot of uh, content management systems use this uh, platform of con- this combination of Apache, MySQL, PHP. WordPress, Pivot, Wikis, such as uh, MediaWiki and CoWiki, and I've all in, I've all installed those content management systems, and they work fine under Windows. So you can at least, maybe not use it to post it on the internet, but at least it allows you to try it out, you know, develop it. Suppose you want to do simple web pages, nothing with scripting. Is there any software in there to do yes, stuff like that? Yes, there's a, one program, they're called Tingamablog, and what that does, it's a, it's a Java applet, so in fact it's, in fact it's a multi-platform, and what it does, it allows you to create your own weblog, but without using any of those technologies. And what it will do is just you, you put it in your FTP settings for your web host, and it will automatically upload the files as you modify it huh. using the Tenable blog. You know, and it will create everything for you—the RSS feed, all, all automatically for you. And, you, okay. and it's a very uh, easy-to-use interface to add entries, delete entries. That, that's you can also
3: add. I know we're using a lot of terms like wiki and RSS and PHP. <laughs> if anyone doesn't understand any of these terms. And I'm sure they are going to be at least three or four. Mm-hmm. When you come to the TCCS meetings, we explain all these things. Or oh, if you want, you join can- Join the mailing list. Yes. And join actually the... joining the mailing list is the best way to have those questions answered. And um, what I'm realizing more and more is that the questions that are answered on the mailing list, because they're in an archive, sometimes I forget the answers to the question before and you go back in the archive and you find these things. So it's not only helping yourself learn, you're helping others learn, and also you're keeping a repository of things that you have learned that you may forget later on. So by joining the mailing list, you help us to help each other and you also help yourself.
2: Okay, well, I just want to touch on some other ones. Tuck's we were talking about that earlier. Really, basically, um, you know, like the air hockey games, you're playing your opponent is tough, pretty damn devious
3: one of the best pieces of software I think that's included on the CD is the open Office application which is an alternative to Microsoft Office the benefit of this application is that it's pretty close to anyone to, to Microsoft Office in terms of usability so if you know how to use Microsoft Word Excel and PowerPoint you can use the applications inside open Office which form the same features
4: with the additional function that you can create PDFs to that yeah thing. one cool feature
3: yeah. is that you can you can um, actually create PDFs out of these documents It's it's released under an open source license.
4: If you're you're a system admin who's out there and you're you're being forced to upgrade, say, 100 PCs to the latest version of Microsoft Office and being faced with $3,000
0: TT dollars for each license, try OpenOffice. It will save you a lot of money. Actually, we include the OpenOffice 2.0 beta on the CD as well, in addition to the regular 1.14, which is the current release of OpenOffice. The stable one. The stable version.
3: So basically, what you're saying is we can use the stable one if we were creating it like a work environment where we can't play around and we have the 2.0 beta where if we want to do on our own development machines which is not for public Sure,
0: but I, actually I found the open office too quite stable but still um, but We, I mean, we know you, all
3: managers and all managers tell us don't put beta software in live production environments so that's why 1.1.4 or 1.4 is it? Uh, 1.14 1.14 is stable so therefore it's not beta quality code, it's very stable but there's also 2.2, so you can actually get ahead. So if they really like 1.4 they can say hey look 2.0 Point towards more features.
2: Another, let me just touch on them. Um, they also have Firefox and Thunderbird, which are good replacements for IE and, and uh, Outlook, Outlook Express. Outlook Express. Let's be fair. And uh, I mean, if if you're if you're disgusted with the pop-ups and the viruses and the ActiveX things that you get through Firefox hour, is it? Firefox mm-hmm. and Thunderbird is it? Yeah. Is cool. and the know?
4: other the other advantage of Thunderbird, if I'm not mistaken, is a lot of the viruses know how to read. The, um, the address book in Out Express, but not in Thunderbird. Uh, another game
2: I want to recommend: Neverball. Mm-hmm. See, that's you get a little physics, a ha- hand-eye coordination with the mouse. There, the object is to get a ball through a maze. But you're sort of like it's like a, it's like it's a, a ball on a pool table, but it's got a maze on. It. you got to like tip the table to get the ball to traverse the
3: maze. Pretty hard. Any other picks? Okay. One thing I want to mention, and I have to mention this because this is what impressed me about the us Open Win CD. There are other CDs out there on the that you'll find that put together. Or open source software on a compilation, but none of them have the interface that TCS developed software has, and that it's very easy to use, don't have to be very computer literate to mm. use it and install the software, and no other CD that I have seen that has a collection of open source software has quite a good, as good an interface as, as this collection has so far. Uh, I was about to say it's also compatible in IE.
0: Yes, it will work in, uh, in Firefox, naturally, and uh, in IE. And Mozilla, uh, and Opera. Yeah. And Opera. By the uh, way, for those of you who... Uh, um, not familiar with the abbreviation. IE is Internet Explorer. But it, it should work with all all the those uh, browsers without too much difficulty. Get yourself a copy. Next topic. It's, I guess it's in a, a follow up to what happened up, uh, last month, particularly the week, what happened during the week of between July tenth and the uh, with, with the explosion of Spain, tropical storm flash, hurricane Emily. And and, and and the failure immediately afterwards of the TSTT GSM network for nearly two days straight. Actually, was three days. Huh? Three yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. three we days. We were recording
3: the. Like last podcast that we still were
0: down. Yeah, so it was about two days. So what happened was that the telecom authority, well actually quite interesting wrote to T S D about the failure of the GSM network. And what they also, what, which was also kind of cool what they did, they also made it public on their website, which was not was never done before. And the they website is what? TAT's website? TAT.org.tt. T-A-T-T dot org dot dot org dot And made demands of TST.
2: Uh, Provide an an explanation for these outages. Because A, you know, it put a lot of people in a lot of trouble. And I'm glad TAT is uh, putting its foot forward.
0: Okay, one thing also that what Pat mentioned is that they wrote to wrote TSTT before regarding another failure of the GSM network. This is when during an upgrade by Northell engineers, according to TSTT, something went wrong and there was no GSM service for like, for 24 hours. That occurred, I think it was an in end of May, that's right, the 31st of May and 1st of June 2005. And Pat called upon TSTT to submit within 7 days of this of the letter calling for an explanation of the network failures, the details of the measures TSTT has taken to prevent occurrences in the future, proposal by TSTT to provide adequate compensations to its customers for the network failures. And clear procedures for prior notification of the product for all planned service interruptions, and timely notification of any unplanned service interruptions. Unfortunately, I don't I don't think TAT does goes far enough, you know, because to me to to for TAT to really act in a transparent manager, really should be doing things like if TAT, if TSCG was to respond to them, that response should go up on their website, you know, and if, if somebody else had complained about it, some association or whatever, in response to anything that TAT puts publishes, you know, that should it should have been put put on the TAT website for other to see. So TSCT
3: did what in response to this matter. Well
0: TST I think apologized. I think they took out full page ads. they apologized. My oh phone.
3: no, no, there was an outage quite a while back before June and okay. they, they, um, they did refund funds it all. But I remember specifically the initial reports from TSCT about the downage of the network was that it was our fault. That okay. was me, the consumer, trying to use my cell phone and the combination of me plus everyone else who was a consumer of TSCT trying to use their cell phone that caused their network to go down. So they were saying that we have no fault in this this, this is your fault. And then TATT comes in, writes that letter, and they do an about face and say, yes, it was our fault. Mm-hmm. So basically someone has actually stepped up and protected the consumer from this kind of um, abuse. Heavy abuse, abuse. yeah. But TATT's response was that they would give us $20 a month in credits for prepaid customers. Up to? Up to $20 a month, $20 a month in, in, in um, okay, credits. Uh, actually,
2: yeah. what they said is when you top off your phone, mm-hmm. then you get the $20.
3: For the first time for the month. Oh, and on
2: this is September okay. the first.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, for people. every month until August next year. No, it's it's every no. month. They're basically trying to give you back the time that you were lost within increments um, every month. So if I if I top up three times they'll give me sixty bucks? No. It's only once for the
0: month. But once, once you top up once for the month you get yeah. According cost. to post paid customers will be getting fifty minutes bonus airtime credited to their accounts each month from September two thousand and five to August thirty first, uh, two thousand and six. Prepaid customers, those who buy less than twenty dollars worth of airtime, will have the amount matched by the Sun. It applies to only to the first top up done each month. So, if, if you have a ten dollar purchase, an additional ten dollars in airtime will be credited. Top ups of twenty dollars or more will occur a twenty dollars credit. And I presume it'll, that will also go up, up until August thirty first, two thousand and six. All
3: right. So, what they're saying is, now. Bear in mind that last last podcast we talked about all tier Digicel and Actel won the bids, and they promised to be up and running by the end of the year. So what they're saying is, in order to get back my time lost, I have to remain a cops customer for at least until 8 months after
1: the competition has come in.
0: TSDT says that I think the estimate from TSDT was that, I think a million dollars a month for this. I guess for the rebate, point, rebate I guess. a
1: million a month? Wow, they must be holding. A
0: million dollars a
1: Yeah, and that's my point. If somebody wishes to get their 240 dollars not to build it out in a week, that should be their choice. They should be paying that money up front. Don't throughout the here. So there should have been like a
0: one-time credit. It should have been. It
1: should have been a big one-time. That's it. It's a big one-time. Credit. Give customers the freedom to use it or use it how they feel like. Some people will leave it on the phone. Some people will. Build I think. It th- out. I think yes, TSDT will week. say,
0: well, the reason why we didn't we didn't go that Way, it was because oh well, then the congestion which occurred that
1: would it occur again no yeah. well, it I city's
0: marketing people had just seen an opportunity
1: to tie people to, to yeah I mean and I think I
3: think the came and slapped them on the wrist and they said ouch and I was like how can we make money off of this okay let's do it this way it's not even it's,
1: such it's, it's a matter of making money like, I think it's, it's but if it's not illegal it's definitely um, not ethical mm-hmm. tying the customer to a utility that I think many of us don't want to be tied to okay, that's interesting <laughs>
0: Well, a local bit of news here was that one of the newspapers, uh, they turned to Tobago Express, got an RSS feed, which RSS, for those who don't know, stands for Real Simple Syndication. It allows you to use what they call news aggregators to see the headlines of various websites. So you don't have to go and visit each website individually to see what the headlines are for that site. And that practically... Uh, many, many websites offer this you know, all around the world. All the news organizations, yeah, all the tech sites.
2: Google, CN, um, CNN, BBC, BBC even mm, the Yahoo, TTCS
1: Yahoo groups. as an RSS feed.
0: Okay, can I ask a question? What's
1: the difference in use between using an RSS feed and, let's say, just going by the website and getting news yourself?
0: Well, it's good in a way because what it does, it allows you to put the end user. I know
1: it, I know it allows you to skim the headlines and decide well, is this a story I want to look at further or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yep. see, I think the problem is typically what what might happen is that a person going to the main page of a website may not even realize that the story is there in the first place, and therefore not even go to it and visit it. So the RSS feed basically allows you a way to, mm-hmm. for, and for 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 the website owners anyway to track who goes to what story. Well, the
5: other advantage of the RSS feed is that the once you have the RSS feed, it's easier to know when you've read a story, mm-hmm. so you can keep track of your stories because. The way the website is structured, all the stories are on the, main, are on the page, so if you, when new stories come, all stories are still there, they just at the bottom. So if you want to keep track of stories that you've read, or stories that are new for a particular day, the RSS feed is good for that, mm-hmm. because it will show you these stories, today's stories.
3: So what software do you use to read an RSS feed?
5: Well, I use Thunderbird. But but, um, no, that
3: was just a meal plan.
5: No, there's a RSS reader in that as well. So uh actually I have a lot of RSS reads in it.
2: Okay, well yeah,
1: none of the well Firefox as well. Firefox has
0: something uh, called... Extensions,
1: where you can implement RSS feeds. You can actually also do it from the um, main page of the browser, I believe.
0: Firefox has like live bookmarks which allows you to subscribe to RSS feeds. But there is an an extension called, uh, a very useful extension for Firefox uh, called Siege. What that does, it, it allows you to manage a lot more RSS feeds very easily.
3: I tried out the Express's RSS feed with Firefox and unlike other sites like big.com or slash dot dot org, it isn't compatible just yet. So if anyone from Trinidad Express is listening, try and make it compatible so I, I can load it.
0: I think make it more discoverable, I think.
3: Make it more discoverable so that it's compatible with the feature in Firefox known as
0: Livebook. It's something like about 217 kilobytes when I checked yesterday.
5: Yes, it's also kind of hard to distinguish between different categories of stories. Cause you right. don't know what is sport and what is news and what is business and that type of thing. So. Absolutely. And letters to the editor, that's
0: everything. Well, it's something like 200 or so st- entries. Yeah, so it's a lot of it's, like it's a huge, huge list. Yes, yes. Well, I guess you, you, you would go to the top to see to like the, well, what the latest news are. You really can't distinguish uh, what was yesterday's news or the day before that.
3: So it's good that Trimlada Express has started entering the 21st century with an RSS feed, but it's bad in that they have not adapted the technology in a manner that we're used to.
4: At least they're learning. But
3: they're learning. Yeah. They so, kudos to them for learning, hopefully.
4: Uh, and a hint so. to all the other newspapers that aren't doing it yet.
2: What? Yeah, we're going to talk about local
1: that's a local What's nice, it's actually just a local website, a friend of mine told me about it, and they're in the process of going live, and they probably have an official one sometime, it's com. What's interesting about them is that they, it's a site put up by people from Mayaru, and it's dealing with all aspects of community life, and what happening in the community and I I hope it's the beginning of a trend where you're going to see communities getting together and putting up things that deal with them, you know, in a sense community media, which would actually really be good. Things dealing with the community, things that the national news organizations don't deal with. Hopefully that's a trend that's going to begin and I hope it's a trend to pick up huge in the future. But like I said, MiaroLive.com, they're fairly new, so they don't have that much content up as yet, but they're adding articles every day, and in time, I think it's going to be a pretty nice site, and it's going to be a good site for people in the area or people who are interested in Miaro and the country living. Those who might know Trinidad well, you know, Mara
3: is one of the, the more premier beach spots in Trinidad. Premier not in the sense that it's expensive, but premier in the sense that everyone loves to go there. And look at the beach. And look at the beach. And so that's
4: good. My Life with an, with an F, not a V, that's L-I-F-E, not yeah. L-I-Z. Yeah, My Life.
2: It has a history, something called Verve, safety focus, contact us and about it. So, make sure you go visit My we'll like
1: you got a really nice site there. Hope you keep up with the good
2: work.
0: Well, I, I have one thing to talk about. Um, actually, I only, only got news about it today. I got an email from, was from an email post that a, a Trinidadian actually has contributed as an extension to Firefox. I haven't had a chance to try it out because I only, like I said, I only just got an email this, this morning. The person who did it was, uh, Jevon K. Ramjathan, who's, who's an intern at Symbio Technologies. He's which he wrote a Firefox extension to basically what, what he calls it, a kiosk browser extension. What it will do, it will, by using the extension, you can lock down Firefox and, and limit what end users can do with that browser. So to the book for libraries and other internet public, cafes. public internet cafes.
3: What's
0: the name of the guy? Jevon K. Ramjathan. Uh, What's the
5: name the
0: extension? Oh, but the name the extension is, I think it's just called Kiosk Browser. He wrote about his uh, internet company. That new, is that mm-hmm. the only Kiosk extension that Firefox
1: has?
0: No. There, it, there are others, but I think his, his is like the first one but, that lo- is able to lock down most of the function. But he is from Trinidad. Yes. He so he is, according, uh, according to the press release, which was published, published, he's a native of Uruka in Trinidad.
1: How big is the extension? Can't be
0: that big. No, the extension is quite small. It's about uh, 62 six kilobytes. Where well, can small. you find the extension at? Well, it's a, you can f- find it at the mozilla.org website, the extensions website. It's a long URL, so it's bother quoting it. I'll to put it in the sure Although, I think if you can go mozdev.mozilla.org,
2: search for
1: it.
0: Yeah, th- we probably, you probably should be able to find it. But it'll be in a show notes. What is
1: Confabulator? Confabulator basically is a widget engine. Widgets are very small, specialized application, specialized graphical applications that carry out one function. And one function only. So basically, whereas you might have like a spreadsheet, a spreadsheet will do several different things. A widget will do one thing alone. But it will do it well. It, but it will do it well. It's a very specialized function. So like you can have widgets for things like tracking UPS packages, tracking FedEx packages, looking up weather conditions in one spot, that type of thing. So it's similar to so what dashboard does for the Mac OS. Actually, um, yeah.
4: actually, if you're a Mac veteran, you might re- you might remember uh, desk accessories, which is, it's almost exactly the same thing. Tiny. Application that were built above the other applications like like the calculator or um, keycaps, which used to show you the all the, the hidden uh, foreign characters and something.
3: Well, I actually use Confabulator for one purpose only, which was to, to get weather and um, uh, similar to how Forecast Box roots which was the uh, Firefox extension. This little it just sticks a but a thing at the top of the toolbar and floats mm-hmm. over the desktop and it tells me what my three-day forecast is, similar to how we um, actually
4: have a forecast for Trinidad.
3: Mm-hmm. We yeah. just have to point it to the point to Piaco's um, the website you, that you, yeah, you, pull, you pull from Piaco uh, it's similar mm-hmm. to how it works on Linux how that little KD, KD plugin works on Linux KD, uh, KD yeah
1: KD
3: yeah that was a really cool feature there was also the calendaring feature and there was a sticky notes feature which I liked as well which allowed you to just pop up a note and similar to how oh, you use those yellow sticky papers and you put them on your desk with a little note of what you're supposed to do kind of like the stickies application Yeah. from yeah. Mac away. what other stuff you use Richard you
1: so can come up later mm-hmm. I I've only started to look at it and uh, I went to an extension, downloading binge. <laughs> but it used it to, be, to be a charge for application. It used to be a pay-for application. When they were privately owned, it. they used to charge $20. It was originally Mac OS exclusive. Then I think from version 2, they ported, because of demand, they ported it over to Windows. The big thing about it is that now they've been bought by Yahoo so they're now part of Yahoo and the first thing they did when they got bought out, I mean they've got a nice little graphic on them with all of them in the chichi chichi bang man like car flying mm-hmm. with, it, with wings in the air going, going, going back to Yahoo, going to Yahoo and it's now free. What is actually cool is that if you bought it within a particular period of time before the acquisition they're giving you back your money mm-hmm. so you haven't lost anything and like I said it's, it was a, it was an application that was, many people consider was worth the 20 US. Because it's
0: by we're free.
1: It's by we're free.
3: That's one thing. You also have to be aware of when you when you download these free quote unquote applications. Some say they are free, some are actually free, but they have a little bits of some, software. Some
1: some some pay for them by advertising. Some yeah. people are blatant about it and say, well, yes. This will install advertising in your. That's a good example. MSN Messenger. MSN Messenger. It's
3: free to Messenger. download, <laughs> but there's a little button, there's a little um, advert at the bottom. And in the sense, it is free to download, but in the sense, they're actually pushing, they're getting paid to push ads towards you. Okay.
1: So. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're a good way to do it, and they're a bad way. Opera, I okay. think, Opera tends to be very upfront. They're free, there's a free version that is supported by ads. You, have, you can actually have a choice of generic ads, or you can actually have a choice of. Google Ads, Um, but what's nice about it is that it doesn't put anything extraneous in your machine, it's just a little square on the top right hand corner and if you an operation of a web browser. Operation of an alternative web browser tool, i.e. or the Mozilla, Mozilla based browsers. It's actually pretty good, pretty quick. And but they, like that's a good way to do that's a good way to do it. It doesn't put anything nasty in your machine. A bad way to do it would be things like hotbar and cool web search, SMS and all these little nasty things that cloud up your machine and if you all
3: want to have a podcast from D T C S on just these little machine. insecure things on the web, you should already write the us up. We shall, we shall we rant would. and rave about all those insecure things in the net that we all thought do
1: we not. Sorry. That's
3: why you use Linux. That's, That's why I use Linux. Yes, but before we, you know, you go into Linux. Yeah. We should already talk about what is uh, it?
1: Uh, uh, yes. Virus infections by Trojans and Adware. Yes. Also known as Microsoft Vista Beta. So that might be true.
3: Is it true that no.
4: Microsoft actually <laughs> had an official <laughs> denial <laughs> <laughs> that Vista meant virus infections Yes, we
1: are. Okay, let, okay. Let's be serious. It's be, it's very much a beta. It's very much a beta. What's interesting is that. So outside of the developer, actually I shouldn't say it, I've got my own biases, but I'm going to say it anyway. Slight disclaimer, disclaimer. It's supposed to be a Linux user. I'm actually the president of the Trinidad and Linux users group, so I'm stating my position up front. They've more or less now started to release screenshots of this Beta. One interesting thing about this Beta is that initially the things that were we'll promised was a quite extensive and very nice list that seemed to give you quite a lot and made it a very worthwhile upgrade. Mm. What's been interesting to me at least is that one the deadline form is that keeps dropping back and two feature sets keep being removed when it appears clear that engineering will not be able to meet those targets and there's a promise that these things will be rolled in subsequent to no That's subsequent subsequent five. to the official launch of this system, whenever that is sometime in 2006 or 2007
3: I'll state up front, I am Microsoft certified as a system administrator database administrator I was enlightened to Linux a few years ago, and I've been using it since. Although I'm still paid to support Microsoft software, so I, I have to keep a tabs on both worlds. I lost interest in Microsoft Windows because it wasn't innovating the way that I saw Linux doing. It. And then Microsoft garnered my interest because they had brought two particular technologies, which is what part of the many features of uh, Windows Vista, formerly Longhorn. One being the WinFS the Win or Windows Files System, mm-hmm. which was really a new and improved version of uh, over their NTFS. Uh, which apparently um, they have dropped from the Windows Vista. It's no longer going to be part of Windows Vista. They're going to add it on. The second part was um, something called Monad, which is a command utility. Now there is command come already in Linux, but if, in um, in Windows, sorry, but in Linux, every single option of every single program can always be mapped back to a command line command. And what Monad was supposed to allow was the same functionality. So basically, you had the power of shell scripting, which would anyone anyone who's used Unix or Linux is very powerful, that now came to Windows, they dropped that feature too, and they said it will be released in a subsequent release. So basically, the only very interesting thing that they have left, which hopefully they won't drop, is the Avalon technology, which basically mm-hmm. is a new interface, a new way of, of doing Windows. Of, and your whole GUI is going to be based on this Avalon interface. So there's no more DirectX and whatever. And um, basically, Avalon utilizes some XML technologies in there as well, mm-hmm. so that you um, you really take advantage of some, applica- of, some, of some of the newer technologies that have come out. I don't know how it's just going to play for gamers and their old applications. I don't know if these games have to to write to the Avalon Framework, where
0: mod. I, would, I imagine there will be some sort of uh, backward compatibility. but we'll see as time goes on.
2: Well One other thing I hear about these is uh, it looks very pretty. Some
0: like well, at least one thing. One thing you can say about Microsoft. I, I think I don't think they actually ever released uh, screenshots of the... official screenshots, I should say, of their new interface. No, uh, they did. They
1: did.
0: They did? okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, they,
1: it was not PC world. They actually... early built long Longhorn with a sidebar, which they okay. which actually also dropped. They actually had pictures of those, and I remember reading that in the PC World magazine where they actually had things and this is how it's going to look. And they, they had the, the sidebar at the side with all the weather things and whatever. Not there anymore.
0: So, so is, was, is, uh, is the beta? I think the beta is out already. Uh, how big is it? Yeah. I don't know. Is it how big well, is it? The, the beta is only
3: available to certain users. I think they have their own beta testers and their enterprise license people. My company is an enterprise license agreement, but we don't get it. We didn't get it because we're not on that particular license agreement. But it's very limited right now. They say their beta two will be more public in terms of the release and that's what's to come out later this year. But now we're just trusting the word
0: of those who've been trusted by Microsoft. We welcome okay. any of your comments uh, for our podcast. Just before we go, I just want to okay. shout out
1: PDF creator. Useful utility that's on the D T C S of Win C D. It does one thing, it does it well, it creates PDFs. OpenOffice does it already, but this will allow any other application that has the ability to print anything you can print. With this thing, you can print it as a PDF, which is pretty. Actually,
4: I think the benefit of the, the one on, in the OpenOffice, with the PDF creation in OpenOffice, is that it's very similar to the Adobe Acrobat distiller, distiller in that it allows you to create settings for screen documents, print documents, yes. or, actually, you, or you actual do that. press, you can, press and you, you can actually do no, some exactly. of that
1: with PDF Creator as well. I mean, yeah. the options aren't as many, but you can... I know with OpenOffice you can optimize the screen, or you can optimize the print, and you can leave in certain things that will give you far either better picture, but of course at the cost of file size. I know PDF Creator doesn't have that many op- as many options, but it's good enough for many people. And great for me. Any other
3: favorites from PTCS
5: openly? Well, it, uh, actually, I like the, the lamp, the XAMPP. They have the XAMPP light, which is very nice. Apache, MySQL, PHP. It has a nice com- control panel. Uh, so once you install it, load up the control panel, tell, tell it to start the server, stop the server. You don't actually need to go into detail about installing the Apache web server, installing MySQL, mm-hmm. or that type of thing. It does everything for you. So if you want to start experimenting with that type of development, that is an excellent thing. I have, I have the idea the, of, um, they, they have a uh, more advanced weekend with more features and I use that one on my laptop. I, but I usually like one as well. I'm, it's very good. I mean, I haven't seen anything that would in Run
2: it. Okay, I just want to name like some of the audio and sound programs. Um, two two of the favorite ones
1: are Audacity and Yeah. Yeah. Audacity. We are that editing that. this podcast in Audacity, mm-hmm. and for something that is without cost to the user, it is extremely full-featured and extremely powerful. In fact, you can use Audacity for things like converting your cassette tapes to MP3s. You can yes. actually use it to convert LPs well, to. What is it's even more
4: than that? You can actually lay down a the track, then, uh, start recording again. You can actually get Audacity to play the first track while you're recording another, which is very useful for, for, for musicians because it means that, um, a musician could, for instance, lay down, lay down so. the bass track and then go back and accompany himself and he can actually stay in tune with himself because he can hear it. And he the first can
1: record recording. that and then, and then, he can, and then mo- he can, as much, you can layer it and play. Lasers, exactly. As
4: many layers as you like. As long as you've mm-hmm. got the, the processing power and the RAM for it. Okay, so um, so, track, so um
1: what's the limit on track size? So no. am what's the limit on track size? Is there a limit? I don't
4: think there is. Oh, I, think ha- I think it depends on how much. Um, oh,
1: because I know, like, okay, like, with no, certain things are limited to eight tracks or whatever. I've
0: never tried challenging it that much. Uh, Dov, you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Uh, one favorite I have is uh, Celestia. Well, Celestia, what, what Celestia does, it allows you to literally navigate the, the universe.
1: As it is I mean, Celestia is extremely cool, extremely good, extremely detailed. You know, you can go f- from the Andromeda Galaxy to Alpha Centauri back to Earth.
0: Even go back in time as well to see what's the trend.
1: You can look at the skies over there. What's interesting is six it's eight. telling it
0: to, to draw the constellations out and then travel to some
4: distant object and actually watch the constellations change their shape as you, as you travel through them.
3: So basically, I um, suppose I didn't know anything about astronomy, and I don't, but I, I always hear about these signs in the sky. I can tell a draw, Sagittarius. Yes.
0: And it will show me what size the actually looks like. Actually, um, actually, that's another program. That's Stellarium. That's the one with the constellations and so forth. An so, idea, so you know? so do it as well. You do it, it uh, Stellarium.
4: goes goes a step further and actually draws the outlines of the shapes of the animals and so forth.
0: Uh, whereas Celestia only only connects the stars. Well, Stellarium is meant for like uh, you know when you if you input your latitude and longitude, Stellarium would do the thing see what the night sky would look like. So and this
3: is on the CD as well? That's also on the CD as so well. Oh cool, yeah. so this is it's a new favorite program. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually like, uh, do y'all still have GL-Tron
0: on there I as a game? I don't think hmm, do we have it. I know we I we have enough space for it actually. Okay, yeah.
3: if you if anybody gets an opportunity to try one game, try GL-Tron. Okay, if you ever watched movie Tron, you know the light cycling game where they were basically racing through on cycles and they couldn't cut each other's part, it's almost like being in the movies. Is um Armagetron I think is on here. Is it on Windows as well? It's uh, sorry, no, it's, 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 on, it's on Linux, Mac, uh, Windows, mm-hmm. but is it is it open source? I don't know about <laughs> that. It's listed on Linux issues. In, 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 in Debian's, oh. uh, this is this is what. Uh, sorry,
4: I'm just pulling up Stellarium here, oh. and uh, you can actually turn it on. It actually, draws the artwork around
3: the stars as well. Okay, turn you'll need computer. to get the CD. I am building a copy of this tonight and taking it.
1: Pay hey, the for forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we get two thumbs up from <laughs> pretty. Definitely, sound. definitely. I also like uh, well, we talked about audacity, and I just want to talk about uh, Virtual Dub, which allows you to
3: convert video between. Um, one one uh one format to another. What I what I like as well is that sometimes when you when I pull files mm-hmm. or sometimes like a CD, I have, sometimes it get damaged. So the API is incomplete. But it might be just like the last five seconds of it or the last ten seconds of it. You can't open up a Windows Media Player or, or QuickTime or whatever. VirtualDub will open this program and reindex it for you. And once the file is in extremely badly damaged, you can get some parts of it playable. So like if it's just the end in credits, I've got damaged because it's at the end of the file, you can actually um, use this utility to rebuild the index and then re-encode to whatever format you want. Another feature was, like I have a, I have a new phone and the only thing, the only format of the video it place is MP4s, which mm-hmm. is MPEG-4. So I have a whole set of ABI's at home and now I need to, to convert them to mpeg The thing is, you can use these utilities to, you know, convert to different formats. Another quick thing I like is
2: Media Player Classic, a replacement for Media Player.
0: Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, suggestions... We
4: didn't mention. We're looking for a
0: name for us. So if you have a name for yeah. us... No prizes besides you can get your name on the website. Yeah, we'll give them a free uh, TTCS OSS 1 CD. Possibly, <laughs> yes, it is. I will name you all just to get that CD. Right. Yeah, So to I you
3: know, oh, wait, no, that excludes me from judging, though, doesn't it? Yes. But if you get a clue name on me,
0: then you get that CD. <laughs> right
3: now, I'm naming for it. So
0: come (laughs) try. Okay, so send your suggestions to admin at ttcsweb.org. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.